Welcome back to the Triple MCG. Welcome, welcome. This summer. Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash, Tony Squires, the KFC Summer Session. What a huge show we have for you today. You may have already heard Leighton Hewitt. Gee, that was a good win, Pat Cash, Leighton Hewitt over Burditch, wasn't it? Yeah, Thomas Burditch, he's, uh, he's, he's one of the biggest hitting players I've ever seen. Uh, he's, uh, of course, he's in the US Open semi final, former Wimbledon runner up. Uh, so for Leighton to beat him, he's ranked number six in the world, and so he's he's one of the best players. Uh, in the first. So Leighton to, to beat him means he's fit and he's firing, ready to go. So yeah. uh, very impressive. Very impressive, and you know that's the sort of thing that we waited till he was firing to get him on the show. Mm. Leighton Hewitt is coming on this very show uh, later in oh, in about an hour, I reckon. We'll get him on. Yeah. Uh, so speak to him, uh, Gilly. Hello, how are you? Yeah, very well, very well. Great, great street fighting from the little little fella. Hey, he's got that, hasn't he? Look forward to he's talking a street to him. fighter. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about the Englishman who came out for the big bash because he's replacing? Well, Aaron Finch and Marlon Samuels. Marlon have Finch. been brilliant. Yeah. He opens the batting. Uh, he's named Alex Hale. Hales. He arrives from England overnight plane. Yeah. Gets out, goes to the Sydney Cricket Ground last night. And 53 cans beat Booney's record. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then just <laughs> no, starts no, hitting quite, nah. six. <laughs> of, of, Coke, of Coca-Cola, yeah. I think. That's right. Yeah, it's more like it. Yeah, and hitting six after six, absolutely yeah. smashing it. If a man named Alex Hales did that and you were in the commentary box, you, what would you think you'd come up with? Oh, there's been some sort of... Mm? Hailstorm, I suppose. Let's see what Brendan Julian came up with. Straight. And that is huge. That's the biggest one tonight. On the roof. After sixes, it was the, the hailstorm in the last over. Correct. Went BJ went for it. How could you not? This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. Uh, look, I'm here to confess to you, Adam Gilchrist, to you, Pat mm. Cash. Last night, mm. I cried like a baby, uh, <laughs> tears running down my face, uh, and it was eyes in my own home. About anything in particular, or was oh, it just no, it was usual very, behaviour? Plucking <laughs> nose hairs? <laughs> plucking nose hairs again? No, it wasn't. No, no, no. It was very specific. I was watching oh, okay. a movie. I didn't even see the end of the film, actually, because I I, the beginning of the film I was watching The Big Bash, and then when the results yep. seemed totally obvious, I decided to flick around. And there it was, Field of Dreams. Mm. Uh, Kevin Costner. Heavy. In oh, one yeah. of the card-carrying wettest movies uh, yep. on in history. But it's about sport, and it's about fathers and Wouldn't sons. Build it, and mm. they will if come. If you build it, yeah. he will come. Yeah. If you mm. build it, he will come. And it was about that point, uh, towards the end of the film, because his father, who he refused to play you know, baseball with when they were growing yep. up, had yep. the, you know, and he, off he went and he died. And all that. So, very sad. Finally, he's there, he turns up, and he look at each other, and he says, Dad, do you want to play catch? Mm-hmm. And I looked, and there were tears streaming down my face. Happily, I was alone, and I had only had had one, you know, one drink all night with dinner. One drink, so it wasn't the beer talking. And there I was, blubbering Touching. like an idiot. What do you think? And, and, and I think it's my job now, uh, as I've grown to know and love you too, uh, to find out. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Gilly. Are you an emotional man? Do you cry? Yeah, yeah, very, yes. I think. Uh, very, very hot. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've, I had to say that out of support because yeah. I thought I'd see you crying again. <laughs> um, 
No, I'm very uh, emotional person. I, I <laughs> have cried at a lot of things, actually, which really? is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, not embarrassed by that. I Good. think I, on field, off field, of, uh, in life, in family situations. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty in touch with my emotions, mm. I think. But uh, what about I you, Cassie? I see Cassie? that, Gilly, actually. What yeah. about you, mate? I'm human, yeah. We can, <laughs> I cry, I, you know. That's, I think the things that get me, I, I actually quite like a lot of these ones that things get posted on Facebook by friends. Um, yep. And the one, of the, one of the ones that I, I loved, that's, I don't know if anybody saw on YouTube, was about, the, about a lion, this guy who raised a lion and they released it to the wild and came back 20 years ago yeah. and he wasn't sure if, the, if they found the lion, he wasn't sure if it was him or not and, mm. and he kind of get, got close, he was a lion keeper, he got close, w- walked up to it and he's thinking, oh, maybe they're going to get eaten here <laughs> and the lion came racing up to him, stopped and jumped all over and started licking him and cuddling. It was just, oh, oh fantastic. Yeah. I like that sort of stuff. Did you That oh, yeah. was the last time I cried, apart from losing the ashes. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> guys, when you lost the ashes, Gilly. <laughs> oh, man, the serious issues in life. Yeah. Oh. Actually, that story that about the lion, that, that's not dissimilar to, um, you know, when you get home from a long tour and the kids are walking towards you, you're not yeah. sure whether you're going to be eaten or, or <laughs> yeah. going to be forgotten yeah. who you are. Or what, but, uh, oh, look, I feel, I feel chuffed. I feel very happy uh, yeah. that both of you don't mind tearing up. I think before the end of the show today, if we could all cry, uh, that, that would be terrific. <laughs> this is the KFC Summer Session. Listen to Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session on Triple M with Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash and Tony Squires. For the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC, it's tastefully chockers, good times. Now, this is a national program, and there's some parts of the country that when you talk about, you know, different codes, you know, get the back up, they might go, well, you're talking about rugby. Well, this is one of the challenges that the man we're about to talk to has mm. to face in terms sure. of making games national and cashing in as much as you possibly can. And, of course, I'm talking about the new chief executive of the Australian Rugby Union. His name is Bill Pulver, and he joins us right now. Bill, g'day. How are you, Tony? Very well, thank you. Can I just say that I love the quote from you saying, I'm 53 years old and I think I've finally discovered what I wanted to do with my life. Brilliant. That is Brilliant. such a great start. <laughs> Mate, I, I, have, I have four children, who, three of whom have recently left school, and I keep telling them, look, don't panic that you don't know what you <laughs> want to do with the rest of your life. It, it takes a long time. Yeah, well, you found it. Are you excited and also uh, nervous about the challenge that lies ahead of you? You know, look, I am over the moon in terms of the role I've got. I feel extremely fortunate to be taking the helm of Australian rugby at a time when I think the growth opportunities are huge. Um, No, look, I'm not nervous. I've got a terrific team around me. I've got a wonderful board of directors. I've got one of the most passionate sporting, uh, you know, audiences in, in the world. And so, look, there's a lot to look forward to. Bill, Bill Adam Gilchrist. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Pat Cash, I just jumped okay, in over there. Right. I, I was going to say, I've got 12 years now to work out what I want to do with my <laughs> life too, so I'm, I'm inspired by your quote. Um, uh, uh, you know, it, it, there was some highs and, and some difficult periods for the Wallabies in the year just gone. Uh, some controversy with Quade Cooper, a, a huge name in the sport, but fortunately he's, he's stayed in the sport. Um, how do you see tackling that, you know, that, that playing issue? Robbie Dean's obviously come under fire, but I believe you, you're supporting him at the moment. Yeah, look, I am. I mean, Australia is currently ranked number three in the world. And bear in mind, there's over 100 countries that play rugby around the world, right? And they all want to be number one. So, you know, they can't all be number one. We are ranked three. I think that's probably a fair assessment of where we sit. Mm -hmm. Um, We clearly aspire to be the number one in the world. And I think we've got a a player group which is developing beautifully to get there. Um, You know, 2013 Lions Tour evolving towards 2015 World Cup. I think our our group is, our playing group is coming along very well. Yep. 
Is there, uh, is there any particular issues that you're going to get stuck into straight away? I mean, obviously financial one with the Aussie rules and, and league as well. Is, um, is, is, is the union in a good position financially? You know, look, I, I, th I think we come at it with a, a sort of a balanced approach. At the top level, yes, we want a very solid financial model behind the game which sees a profitable business that can afford the reinvestment you want in the exciting growth areas of the game, and there's plenty of those. Um, at the same time, you've got to start at grassroots as well. The long-term health of the game is driven by a lot of, you know, young boys and girls coming into the game, boosting those player numbers um, and, and really putting us in a terrific long-term position. So you can't ignore one over the other. You've got to look at you know, any business you've got to look after the short-term and the long-term health of the, of the game now bill as the chief executive there's some distance between you and what happens on the field but i want you to make what happens on the field a little bit different for me i want there to be entertainment now i'm a person who loves to go to any game of football but entertainment is big isn't it i mean there's waratahs in new south wales people love to boo them <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of tries scored by the wallabies uh, are those issues for you yeah, look, I, I, I think in all honesty they are. We have an obligation to provide an entertainment package to our fans, which is competitive with, with anything else they can do. They can either go watch a Waratahs game or they can go watch a Bond movie. Yep, right? Yeah. They can go watch AFL, they can watch soccer, or they, they can watch an, you know, NRL. So, yes, we do have to be conscious of the need to retain the hearts and minds of our fans. I absolutely get that. I used to live in New York, and I'd go out and watch the New York Yankees play baseball, and I was in utter shock when their crowd would boo their own team. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a real fright a couple of years ago where I heard that out of the SFS as well, so hopefully that won't be happening again. Bill, obviously your business credentials stack up very, very well. Uh, can you tell our listeners of your playing experience, which I believe is interlinked with the current chairman of the ARU, Michael Hawker? You know, I thought I was a great player of the game, but not many people agreed with me. Um, I, played, I played at school and loved it. Um, I played at, at university. I played Colts and grade for University of New South Wales. Absolutely yep. loved the game. Yeah. Um, I did play with Michael at school, and, and I keep telling him that I made him the player that he was. Yeah. But, uh, I think I'm the only one that believes that. His career went one direction and mine went the other. But, um, look, I love the game. I've got three boys that have played the game and yep. was lucky enough last year to have a, a son who played in the Australian school board. And in one of the most enjoyable aspects of my life so far, saw the Australian schoolboys beat the New Zealand schoolboys in mm -hmm. Auckland to a stunningly silent crowd at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Great. Proud moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, look, I, I don't want to get into... Uh, everybody knows the, the story with Madeline and what happened in that, that terrible attack. I, just, I, I noticed, and I was just wondering, I saw the other day in a tabloid, spotted Madeline Pulver. How is she coping with the bizarre fame that comes along with what she had to go through? You know, I'm delighted to say Maddie's in terrific shape now. She had a really hard time from around the middle of last year when it came to the anniversary of the incident. But, um, you know, she was very brave. The court case where they were sentencing the fellow concerned, Paul Peters, was difficult. Yep. Um, yeah. She handled that superbly. She eyeballed the guy at the final sentencing um, and addressed the press with confidence. I was unbelievably proud of her. And I can say she's in terrific shape now. She's, she's the same old gorgeous girl that she always was. Great to hear. Yeah, that is great to hear. Look, uh, look, we look forward to dealing with you over the coming years in your new job. Thanks so much for being part of the show today. Guys, thanks for having me on. Look forward to speaking to you again. That's Bill Poller, the ARU Chief Executive just appointed and sounds like a top bloke. This is the KFC Summer Session and you're listening to Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yeah, we're doing it for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. Tastefully chockers, good times. I love this poll question for today. All we're going to do to be involved is head to triplem.com.au.
There's been a, it's a Facebook voting campaign that you can be part of through our online poll, actually. They're trying to work out the people who make Monopoly. I don't know if either of you, Cashy, uh, Adam Gilchrist, were your big Monopoly players. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Would it be dressing room thing? Not featured, really. featured a lot on, um, in the Gilchrist household, not, yeah. not in the dressing room. No. Hell of a lot. No. Would Warnie the banker? There was a, mon- <laughs> <laughs> there was a, uh, a Monopoly based around the Australian cricket team a few years back. Uh, full board, yeah, a special everything. collector's edition. No the way. full board uh, and all the various street names were uh, na- and utilities were named after the, the the contracted list of players. Were you involved? Uh, at the yeah, time? I was. I was there at the time. Steve War was our, our captain at the time, and mm-hmm. I think number one ranked player. So he was uh, Mayfair or Park Lane. I can't remember which Beautiful. one of the two. And then it sort of went down in order. I think I was. In around um, Bond Street or the something, green ones. so the green ones, I think yeah. that, that colour. So Excellent. up there That's in the good. upper end, That's but the boys got a lot of humour. Yeah, by what down the other end? Yeah, mm-hmm. Stuart McGill, old Kent Road, <laughs> sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Loved Silly. it. Uh, that is brilliant. All right, so it's not actually the uh, the places because there's been a few of those Australian versions as well that they're worried about now. They decided that after all the years that the Monopoly makers are going to change. The little playing icons the little, oh, yeah. that you have there. Right. Everybody knows them. The thimble, the yep. boot, the dog. The little dog, yeah, the terrier. The, the little terrier, very cute. Oh, oh the, the top hat, which seems mm-hmm. to be ancient, but I, I love the top hat and the boot, my favourites. Uh, I must have got lost in my house. I never saw the wheelbarrow, but apparently that's there, and an iron. Did you say the ship, the, the boat? Yeah, no, the, yeah, I yeah there is a yeah, ship as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, I don't remember any of these. Don't you? <laughs> it's been a while since I played, obviously. Wow. <laughs> You have got some lost years, haven't you? Oh, that's, that's another story, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> they start them young in tennis. <laughs> All right, so what they are doing in Monopoly, they've decided they're, uh, whether it's modernising, I'm not sure, but they're going to drop one of those permanently. And so they're asking the people to wow. decide which will they'll lose, and it will be replaced. Uh, the online, t- the token that you can replace is robot. There's a diamond engagement ring not real diamonds there's a cat uh, a helicopter and a guitar we'll get into that section of it maybe later so your question for you uh, go to triplem.com.au what monopoly piece should get the chop you have all the options the thimble the iron the dog the wheelbarrow the battleship there you go the race car the top hat or the boot if you're going to dump one what are you going to do Gilly which one it goes what about the trillion dollar coin (laughs) (laughs) that would be a good one to get hold of it's gone already I don't know I'll I'll be uh, persuaded by our listeners Australia Australia will judge triple m.com.au and the KFC summer session this is the KFC summer session on triple m KFC Summer Session for the new grill Twister Max. KFC has taken the Twister's new limits. Good times. Talking of new limits, mm. chaps, uh, it's been quite well uh, documented earlier today in the morning on the news, but uh, Black Caviar, that ah, wonderful champion. racehorse, champion, 22 unbeaten starts, mm-hmm. uh, had a little rest, went over to, to England yeah. to have a race over there, just got up, just got up yeah. uh, mm. and decided to, uh, everyone's allowed to have a little bit of a break, a little bit yeah. of off-season. Yeah. Has come back on deck to resume training. Mm. Just the 70 kilograms overweight. 70 kilograms. 70 kegs. <laughs> overweight. Well, it is a horse, I suppose. It's yeah, that's, uh, that's huge. Amazing. 540 kilograms is the usual racing weight for the, uh-huh. for the caviar. Mm. Um, a little that, bit, that, which is a bit heavier than, than the average uh, racehorse. She's a big horse, but like, she's... 
That's a good pattern. Yeah, yeah. The, the seven, he's weighing in at 6'10", uh, unable to get into that lycra suit, the compression <laughs> garment. That, uh, so, I mean, what do you do with that Walking now? Walking around, you sure. know, what, what does my ass look, the ass look big in this saddle? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I think it gives new meaning to uh, has been in a good paddock. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and, 70 kilos, did they say what she has been eating that's wrong or she's just, you know, hasn't been running as much? Or, because there's going to be a bit what, of pressure. What do they eat? They just eat, they eat grass, don't they? Hey? Yeah. Man. I mean, can they eat Chico Rolls? No. Was that, <laughs> I'm not sure what the diet's Give me a been, block of chocolate, will you? Yeah, well, there's cash- been a lot. has leg trouble, so it has to be careful. Uh, Peter Moody, the trainer, yeah. has to be very careful in trying to shed that weight uh, yeah. without, you know, re-injuring the, the, the injuries that were sustained previously or Maybe she's incurring any more injuries. Maybe she's a bit forlorn because she fell in love, I think, when she was in England as well. There was a bit of a stallion she had a bit of oh. interest in, uh, you mm. know, close by. So maybe she's been eating for a sad heart. Peter said... He was quoted as saying, he, well, he reiterated, he would pull the plug on her career uh-huh. the first time she exhibits signs of not being interested. <laughs> well, Pete, <laughs> that's a sign, I reckon. <laughs> but it, it got me thinking about um, a good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Marsh, Jeff yes. Swampy Marsh, former mm-hmm. opening batsman for Australia through the 80s and into the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, fit as a fiddle, ran a mile every day. That was his good old-fashioned trainer. He was just go and run, and he was brilliant. Very, very fit, lean. Yep. Um, a few years in retirement, he was standing at a, in a corporate box at a footy match. He had uh, put on a couple, mm-hmm. um, and uh, to the point where the bloke in the next corporate box said, Hey, Swamp, I knew you retired, but you didn't have to eat your pads. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Cashy, you, you've obviously had some injury layoffs here and there and, and, and had to yeah. come back into competition or uh, holidays. Yes, Ever I have. Struggled Actually, with I, the bulge? I, I, I did. I, I had an injury. I had, uh, I had several injuries, but I have had a contract with a, a, a Japanese racket manufacturer, so I decided to somehow get go up to Tokyo and play in this play in this tournament. And I'd just got married. I'd been eating a lot of roast dinners, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And I went up to the tournament, and, uh, you know, I usually pride myself on how fit I am. I got into the change rooms, and I took my shirt off, and two of the guys turned around and laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you, look at Cassie. Oh, I knew I needed to get in a bit of work there. <laughs> well, you're probably mate. not alone. My fighting, huh? while well, I hosted a show called The Fat. I don't think I need to say anything else, really. <laughs> I think there are a lot of people out there who have similar stories because it is that time of year, isn't it? They made their you know, New Year's resolutions, oh, I'm going to yeah. get fit again. Yeah. They put it off because, you know, I'll wait till the end of the kind of fun mm-hmm. season. Mm. So we want to hear from you. Has anybody out there been in as good a paddock as Black Caviar? <laughs> what have you bunged on over the break and have to get off before you get back to the She's game? It's going to be tough to get around now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One triple three five three. KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Summer afternoons on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session with Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash. I'm Tony Squires, and the big story of the day is that uh, champion racehorse Black Caviar has been eating like a horse. Big story of the day. <laughs> Bunged eating on like 70 kilos uh, over the break, planning to come back to have a bit of a run. When's the, when's the next run? Oh, Australia an Day? An exhibition race on Australia Day. Uh, sorry, exhibition, <laughs> exhibition gallop. A gallop. <laughs> oh, I think I'll stop there. Yep. Uh, wondering if anybody's done the Black Caviar, has had a bit of a break, and Bunged on the way, then have to lose it. Andrew's called one triple three five three. Good day. How you doing? Yeah, good. What'd you do? Uh, my wife and I eloped. Uh, it was oh. actually this summer, a couple of summers ago in Hawaii, and we oh. were over there for two weeks. And we had a week before our wedding and a week after. Yeah. And in two weeks, I put on eight kilos, and she put on just over five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's true, romance. Well, Hamsteak Hawaiian. What were you? Uh, <laughs> what'd you put it down to? 
We lived on ribs and burgers. Oh, good <laughs> ribs in Hawaii, eh? Yeah. Oh, and, and romantic too. too. <laughs> romantic. Thanks, yeah. Andrew. What about you, David? Yeah, I put on 24 kilos in two two months and two weeks. Wow. 24, okay. What were you doing? Eating, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was living down the coast with a mate, mm. and we were on the mm. dole, so we had no money. Yeah. So we were eating chips or in basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I moved back with my mum and uh, three three course meals, breakfast, lunch, oh. and dinner. Good old mum. Chips and all Spoiling that. Lame <laughs> mum. Yeah, home cooking. So what did you what did you top uh, when you finish? What weight were you at? I started at 80 and finished at 104. Whoa. Mm, mm. Where are you now, Where, David, dare we yeah. ask? 103. <laughs> <laughs> and good on you, mate. That's determination. <laughs> He's made a start. That is. <laughs> when did you move out from Mum's place? Right? <laughs> exactly. Thank you, David. This is the KFC Summer Session, and you're listening to Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. For the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC, it's tastefully chockers, good times. Don't go anywhere because in the next hour we are going to talk to Leighton Hewitt. Plenty to chat about, uh, both with his playing and you know, Tommy can talk about his commentary yeah. with the Australian Open. There's so much to talk about. The summer of tennis is on us. As, as uh, well, yesterday, obviously, we spoke to one of the greatest, if not the greatest ever, uh, Martina Navratilova. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 there was something in the back of my mind while we were talking to her. I thought, I, I'm There's sure... Something in the back of her, I hit a ball in the back. Yeah, you hit a ball in the back. That's right. ball that I hit, was it? Yeah, but she didn't feel it, she said. That's uh, how well you're hitting them, Cashy. But uh, um, I, I knew that I'd met her or she'd been out around the Australian cricket team once and I, I got home last night and I thought about it and I did a bit of research and, and I was right. It was uh, about five years ago, uh, just before we were playing England in, in a test match at the SCG, and uh, Martina came out to the ground. We were training the day before the test, and, and she had a look around and was introduced to the guys and came into the change rooms was looking at the gear. Mm-hmm. And Justin Langer really, he took a liking to Martina. He's one of these guys that loves inspirational people. Yep. He loves quotes. He loves talking to them, reading about them. You know, he's a passionate man. Yep. And what he found amazing about Martina, like all of us, is her longevity. The fact yes. that she's playing well into her 40s, winning Grand Slam titles, be it, 49, you know, she won her last grand Her last, uh, yeah. what, doubles or mixed yeah, doubles? Yeah, or mixed what, doubles, but, that's right. You know, th- and that's, that's Justin always was inspired by the longevity of a champion. Yep. So he asked her to, to write a quote onto his cricket bat or sign it, and, mm. and she actually just wrote a, a beautiful little quote saying, Justin, the ball doesn't know how old you are. Which, wow, that's great. you know, you carry that away. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and Justin was obviously he you know, inspired that. by yeah. that about don't worry about what the negative people are saying about you moving past 30 or whatever. And it was amazing. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was fantastic. He would have taken that because he is the kind of guy who takes that on, on board in terms yeah. of his career. Oh, he took it right on board. He, mm-hmm. he retired after that test. <laughs> <laughs> that was his last game. Thanks very much, Martina. You've uh, really fired me up there. Justin yeah. Langer, you genius. This guy. is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Disrespectful. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. Uh, this is a rock and roll station and uh, one of the great names in rock and roll, Doc Neeson. Sad story we've heard apparently from before Christmas, uh, diagnosed with a brain tumour yeah. and uh, has been hospitalised and is fighting off. The, and Will, is, he is a fighter. He's 66 years old, done some amazing things in his life and this is one of those amazing things he has to do in mm. front of him right now. And so everybody uh, here across the country would, uh, with a legend like that, obviously 
our thoughts are with him. Some of my earliest memories are going to Angels concerts mm. and just yeah. him, that movement on stage, those fingers stand <laughs> out and Absolutely. such a presence, such a charismatic presence yeah, on stage. sung along to a few of the, <sighs> their well-known tunes, haven't they? Yes, we're throwing in a few uh, fruity words. A few extras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which... Pat Cash, because you have a role here every day to deliver a rock and roll story, uh, I'll give you an opening and you can take it away. Hello, children. Here is the story. Are you ready? Then we'll begin. Well, I was thinking about uh, rock and roll icons, Australian rock and roll icons, and we have some great front men and some great ones. Of course, uh, you know, Pete Garrett and uh, uh, one of my... Good, good mates, good mates of mine are in Rose Tattoo, and of course, uh-huh. Angry Anderson is one of them. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the the original slide guitarists is a guy called Pete Wells. Now, these were the days, of course, that the Rose Tattoo were the original tattooed rockers. Yeah. Now, this is way before Guns and Roses or any of these guys were. Mm-hmm. We had, had the tattoos all over them, but and uh, Guns and Guns and Roses, a big fan of Rose Tattoo, they came out and headlined some some big shows out here, and they had uh, gun, they had Rose Tattoo supporting them and Skid Row. I don't know if you remember Skid, Skid Row. Row now, yeah. Skid Row had a a, a very outgoing lead singer who was almost looked like a girl. He called Sebastian Bach. He was beautiful. He had long hair. He was tall. He had legs. I mean, he looked almost like a female model. <laughs> and he's very outgoing as well. And uh, one day, I was hanging around with the guys, watched their show, and Sebastian was, came off, and he's very loud. And he was around the backstage and mouthing off and doing all this sort of stuff. I mean, quite annoying in general. And we were all sitting around there, and Pete Wells, the guitarist for tat, the Tats, said uh, he's... He's about six foot two, really burly, very quiet sort of guy, full of tattoos, and <laughs> looks like he would eat anything. <laughs> a new baby, he angry. He, he turned to one of his crew and he said, "Go over there and tell that that that, that girl over there, Sebastian Bach, that I fancy him." <laughs> so, so he went over there, and the roadie tapped him on the shoulder and said. Uh, by the way, sorry, this, this guy over here, Pete Wells from Earth 2, fancies you. And he goes, what? He turns around and says, Pete, there go. <laughs> he disappeared pretty quickly. Just imagine Mark yeah. backstage. He disappeared all the Love it. Uh, there's oh, Pat Cash's rock and roll story. Leighton Ute will join us in the next hour on the KFC Summer Session. The KFC Summer Session. For the all-new Cricketers Pack at KFC. Perfect for sharing. Good times. Oh.